The Raw Rugby Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Raw Rugby Podcast, powered by ASICS. I'm Brett McKay. Some cracking rugby played to complete the second round of the Rugby Championship. But the Wallabies aren't sure if they're back to the drawing board or back to square one. And your place for the biggest and best international rugby analysis and discussion is the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate. Uh, it was brilliant again last week. Marcello Bosch um, did more downloads and listens on day one of his return episode that he did over the whole 30-day measurement period when we had him on last season. And that's just another wonderful sign of just how much the audience has grown for our little weekly pod and for which we thank you once again for clicking on us from wherever you do that. And on that topic, joining me this and every week, the co-host of the number one rugby podcast in Botswana, Harry Jones. Oh, yeah. Botswana is a great country too. Yeah. Now, this is this is amazing. So... Uh, I actually, you know, did return from the Republic. We flew over Botswana uh, and I had, uh, but I, I came back with a tremendous and mysterious tongue injury. Um, I had to go to the doctor. And uh, so I was talking to her and she's like, oh, y'all, I've seen this before, eh? Elton Yankees came in here with the same injury <laughs> last year. <laughs> so I've been doing tongue rehab. I've been going to the tongue physio. And uh, it's a very mysterious and niche medical practice, but uh, it's feeling better. And I, I also want to apologize to you because the instant reaction, I know it sounded like a doers, but um, I, I now have regained function of a little thing underneath the tongue that was injured. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know the backstory. <laughs> Uh, on we go. <laughs> oh, dear. We did genuinely debut at number one in Botswana last <laughs> week. Uh, and number two in Austria. We were number one in both countries and Norway last week. Um, and, mate, we debuted at number three in the Cayman Islands, which could be awfully handy for when the podcast em- empire really starts blowing up. That That's plan be B. <laughs> That's our retirement plan right there, isn't it? Um, oh, now, oh. powered by ASICS, uh, the Raw has... In place, a wonderful partnership with ASICS, the official performance apparel and footwear supplier for the Wallabies and headlined by the brand new and outstanding 2023 Rugby World Cup playing jersey that is available to purchase now in store and online at asics.com.au. And don't forget to check out the Raw's quest to name the greatest ever Wallabies Rugby World Cup 15 from where... Uh, from from a list of more than 150 players to have pulled on a Wallabies jersey at a World Cup, Jim Tucker, Christy Doran and myself have recorded a special podcast in which we narrowed down that awfully bloody long list to a short list of five options in every position, one to 15, and then your job is to head to theraw.com.au and make your selection in each position. You can find the shortlisting pod wherever you get your podcasts and it will culminate in the naming of the Raw's greatest ever Wallabies Rugby World Cup 15, powered by Asics, unveiled in the days leading up to this year's tournament. Hit me with a hero, my friend. Hmm. I want to go with Carter Gordon. Carter Gordon has had one of the rudest awakenings into test rugby, I could imagine. He flies over to Pretoria, gets thrown into a cauldron over there, Mm. Um, and has to just take on, you know, it, it, you're losing a match that badly and you still have to come on and do something, gets folded in a tackle. I mean, one of the yeah. biggest tackles of the night, 
I'm, I looked at, I tried to go back and look at it uh, and see what he did, right? He just jumped right up and he initiated a break followed by a, a movement that led to a really nice try. Then in game two, he uh, has to come on and play a position that I think you told me he's never played before. Oh, and then the oh. shuffle around because the other guy didn't know where he was either. Karevi sort of naturally <laughs> came back to 12. Yeah. So he's ended up playing a 13 wing drop back. Um, and mm -hmm. it was a it was a crazy game anyway. So it, like, it was all hands on deck. I thought Carter Gordon showed so much. And so there's one good thing besides the beautiful jersey it would be that Carter Gordon showed he's a guy that can, yeah. can put him on at player 23. He's definitely in the, 30, in the 33, and that's a good thing. Yeah, and very nearly had a second runaway try in consecutive weeks as well. He got awfully bloody close. So yeah. uh, one for the future, no no doubt about that. <clears throat> um, a zero for you, and this, this does my head in. Australian rugby Twitter got themselves into a ridiculous tangle over the weekend about whether the crowd at Parramatta on Saturday night, 25,922, that's 86% of capacity at, at Combank Stadium, there was genuine debate as to whether that was a good crowd or not. I mean, honestly, come on. It, what's what's the issue? Come on. What are they, like what, what was, no, who was saying what? There's no, what what's the issue? It wasn't 30. <laughs> okay. And there's so many, oh, they can only get they can only play they can only get thirty thousand. The other two stadium in Sydney are in World Cup mode at the moment, so they're not available. Yeah, it just honestly, I, it was is, a, it was a good scene. I mean, I know you. Were oh, there. it was magnificent. What, what was your impression besides that the Argentinian uh, fan per person is the loudest fan, even louder oh. than Fiji? It, look, it, but honestly, it was great. I from I stepped out of the pub at halftime in the the New Zealand box game and the streets and the walk over to the stadium was just littered with gold. And there was a few Argentinian mm. jerseys as well. I thought, this is just going to be a great atmosphere. And by the time I got over to the stadium, there was just people everywhere. And I thought, this is actually going to be a really, really good night. And once it was inside and the game kicked off, it just it was. It was mm. great. So, But this is what rugby Twitter does. We quibble over the stupidest things and... That's where they went this weekend. But, mate, let's get to this week's guest. And though the weekend's result means the Wallabies have plenty of work to do, we've timed it pretty well to speak to someone who maybe know more about how to build a Wallaby squad than maybe any of us have ever forgotten. Let me go change my hat. The Raw Rugby Podcast. To our Canberra studio, we quickly switched this week from where it is a frankly overdue debut on the Raw Rugby Podcast to someone who we've had on our list since pretty much the start. He's an absolute legend of Australian rugby with multiple stints with the Brumbies as well as Munster and Gloucester. A Wallabies assistant coach last year. He's just come back from Tonga with Australia A. It is a warm welcome onto the Raw Rugby Podcast to Lord Laurie Fisher. Uh, Lord. Thank you, Brett. Uh, happy to be here, man. Oh, we're very, very happy to have you. And as I say, we have genuinely had you on the list for 18 months and for no particular reason. We just, <laughs> we've been blessed with guests and we just. No, look, look, I understand there's a larger squad and you can only play every <laughs> week. <laughs> I, you know, I know how it works. I know no, you're all, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. All right. Now that's, that's, that's saved us some awkward conversations then, Laurie. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> You um you would know full well what, what, what the Wallabies are going through 
this this week after uh, after that performance on Saturday night? Yeah, look, they'll actually take some confidence out of it because, because yeah. like, like they've got a, they're, they're changing their game, you know, they're changing their attacking game fairly dramatically from from where Australian rugby's been probably since two thousand. Since, mm. since Eddie Jones brought in um, really structured rugby and, and, and now he doesn't want any structured rugby. <laughs> yes. So he's the, he's the architect of our problem and, and, and he'll be the solution to our problem. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's just quite amazing. But it, it, it will take time, but it doesn't take forever. I mean, no. I, you can t- rugby turns around quickly. And, and, and the bottom line is if you, if you turn up with great attitude, um, with energy, with physicality, and I didn't think they really did that in Pretoria, but I thought they did that really well. They did, yeah. Uh, at, at Combank on Saturday night. So if you can see a squad that's got great attitude and want to play, th- then you you can you can find areas, and and that's the discussion after the game for the Wallaby coaching group is what did we do well, what didn't we do well, what do we need to work on this week, and how are we going to make it better, and, and yeah. that's. That's the extent of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, and we'll absolutely, we will absolutely get into this because it was actually a, a really intriguing evening of rugby on, on Saturday night with the two games back to back. We we asked the same question every week, Laurie, to, to to kick things off, and that is simply what stood out for you on, on on the weekend. Now you were only just back in Canberra from the from the Tonga trip by by kickoff. Is that right? Oh no, I was in Sydney. We I was at, we actually watched the first. Half uh, on stand on the on the phone, um, waiting to pick up luggage and going through customs. <laughs> oh right, oh, yeah, okay. I went back to the hotel to watch the second half, and then I watched the replay again on on Sunday morning before I travelled back to Canberra. So um, so I've seen it. I've seen it a couple of times, but I haven't seen it in multi angle yet. I've only seen the yeah uh, right as we do just the, the TV angle. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of other information. Uh, that's hidden in uh, in when you get four to six angles in a game of footy. What stood out of the weekend was, I don't know, the, again, the, the remarkable fast start of the Kiwis. Mm. Um, I, I, I wonder if, if, if they can sustain that uh, through to uh, the end of the World Cup. Like, they, they, have, they started well, on the fire. Never, never mind the end of the World Cup, Laurie. I hope they can't sustain it in, t- in a fortnight's time. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. I think we would be well prepared for that. So that certainly stood out to me is that um, the quality and, and the variation that they're producing in their game uh, off off the back of Rugby Basics 101, set piece, yeah. uh, work ethic, physicality, um, speed to set, the, sim- the yeah. simple simple things like that, and then just their, their vision, their triple threat game uh, off the back of that. So, thought, you know, they're quite outstanding at this stage. But, but that said... I thought the the uh, the Springboks showed in the second half. If you load up, you, you load up at complete. If you don't give Aaron Smith lightning quick ball and the freedom to play, mm. uh, they're a side that you've got you've got to load some numbers against. Yeah, yeah, certainly, Harry. Um, aside from the ill-fitting bucket hat that you've worn, in fitting tribute to our wonderful guest tonight, what have you? What what did stand out for you on the weekend? Yeah, so Valila Rue's 45th try assist. He's a, um, an amazing try maker. And this it's is a, an ass- it's a stat that's actually not looked at well enough. Uh, mm. DuPont, uh, Aaron Smith, 
uh, Connor Murray, there's guys that actually, you know, create space for other people and he just has a great understanding of it. I love that, that pass to the Ches and Colby and then a beautiful dive. There were a lot of diving this weekend. Argentinians <laughs> dove all over the place. Yeah. And one of them, one of them actually won the game, but, but there were some also shameful ones. But no, for me, it was, um, you know, people like to say that the Springboks are somewhat one-dimensional, but Grot Nisbet took it to, Nisbet took it to a new level by actually calling all the Springboks one of three names. If you were not blonde, you were called Mapimpi. Yeah. If you were uh, blonde, then you were, you were called Firmulin. And then a strange twist, Spiders LaRue was called Willemse. I don't know where he got that from. Oh, but oh, Willemse was Mapimpi and then LaRue was yeah, Willemse. Right. And I thought that Nesbitt, uh, Nesbo has had a beautiful innings. Uh, he might need to get a different play sheet. I don't know who slipped that team sheet in front of him, but it d did solve the commentator's problem, the ancient commentator's problem of recognizing who's who. Who gives up? Just say, my pinky. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a throwback to Dan McKellar running the Arnold Twins out at the same time in the same number, isn't it? Which he I mean, admitted to, Laurie, when we had him on uh back early early may he admitted to after we explicitly told him not to do it before a trial game he admitted <laughs> to running him out in the same number <laughs> but, but, but to be fair to be fair to to grant um you have a one in five chance if you say barrett of being correct so he's actually <laughs> his skills are slipping. true it's true once upon a time you could just say smith in the new zealand team you're pretty right as well so it's fair it's fair he's playing the odds isn't he Yes, absolutely. It's a percentages game. Um, yeah. For me, I've got to I've got to give a shout out to the four bays of Argentinian fans out of nearly twenty six thousand people at the stadium in Parramatta on Saturday night, who at times made significantly more noise than the other twenty two thousand people there. And the net effect of it was just a wonderful atmosphere that buzzed around a truly excellent elite sporting venue, and it is. It really was. It really did make the night. There was there was two 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 bays there at ground level, one two bays up higher. They were both in the same corner, and they just buzzed all night from the anthems to the final try, the winning try. They were <laughs> up all night, and the 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 atmosphere out of it was just absolutely un unbelievable. And, and it's, I mean, I'm trying to forget the result quite quickly, as you can tell, but that will be a an epic memory of, uh, of what was actually a pretty pretty good night of rugby. So I've got to Ooh. got to give them a a proper shout out. Let's. Um, you've only seen bits and parts of uh, the All Blacks in the box, Laurie, but but Harry, let's sort of go through that a bit. And I mean, as as we've said a few times over the last couple of days, that that first twenty minutes from New Zealand was just quite extraordinary, wasn't it? Yeah, and it followed from the similar blitz against Argentina in Argentina. Yeah. So. You, and it's preloaded plays, as I said in the instant react, uh, you look at the semi-final, which was traumatic for New Zealand against England four years ago. And I think they took a little bit of that and said, what if we preloaded? I mean, so everyone knows exactly what they're yes. doing. They were in channels, pods were cleaning. It's sort of a no pod system, but it's pods for cleaning. And yep. so everyone arrived at the, the correct height. You can see number two, number three players hitting this gap. It's exactly what the Wallabies need to do, by the way. But the New Zealand was doing they had 36 passes in one scoring sequence mm -hmm. and it was lightning quick. It wasn't even two seconds. I think there were some mm -hmm. one second rucks in there. I, I think there were some miraculous rucks in there. It was, then you looked at the change, right? From 25 minutes to 68 minutes, the box contested every ruck like demons. There was mm -hmm. no score. There was no, no, New Zealand did not score for 25 minutes to 68 minutes. 
also look at that first blitz and it's five kicks there's chips and bombs and new zealand claimed four of them back scored from two so instead of waiting for uh the feeling out phase the boxing first mm. round that you see the wallabies in the box did in pretoria and i think you also see some of that between the pumas and wallabies new zealand said we're doing attacking kicks right off the bat reclaimed four or five scored from two 14 mil boom yeah it's difficult to claw back into a match in auckland <laughs> yes, <laughs> when you spot them 14 points so all credit to the box they did climb back the split squad system maybe took a hit maybe maybe it was not enough continuity you had a lot of players that hadn't played for six months seven months mm. um and so maybe that's also a takeaway uh but i think generally so we have to give props to um to the props uh the Cruet was great um yeah. i think Retallic was back to his old self. And then you had Shannon Frizzell saying, I'm Jerome Kano. You know, mm. I I am the answer. I'm I am the solution. And then he's mm. going to Japan next year. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought maybe he's try assist for Frizzell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, gotcha. Everyone's gonna say my cat, but look, and just getting in that picture for Villaru was 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 a hero's. I mean, oh, there was no way, no one was stopping him from there. It is it is a great picture. It, it's almost as good as the as the end on picture of Cheslin Colby diving over the des- despairing dive of Richie Mwanga. It's just it's just feet and air. That's all you can see, yeah. Laurie. The, the 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 highlights that you would you have seen, I can imagine would have just been full of Shannon Frizzell because he just was everywhere through that game. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I've seen their 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 uh, as I talked about their ruck speed, <clears throat> their kicking game. Um, but I, 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 you know, if I reflect back on the previous week, like there was a lot of space on edges for the mm-hmm. Wallabies against uh, against the box, and we just yep. didn't take it. Like when, when Lenny, when Lenny, uh, when we, I think we turned over a line out ten metres out. Cooper ran downfield, spread the ball to Lenny Ikatau. We got a three on one outside, and then he kicks out on the full. Like it was yeah. huge space on edges, and whether you kick to that space or run to that space. But we didn't do any of those things, and and I I, I tend like in, in in looking towards the World Cup, I tend to dismiss the next four weeks of rugby as as they're just playing footy, they're trying things, they're experimenting. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be dying in a ditch over over a loss at this point in time. Uh, what I'd be mindful of is 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 not exposing everything, but being mm. in, in good physical and good frame of mind when you get there. And that's what's going to be interesting. You're right, particularly over these next these next two games, or you have one more round of the rugby championship, and then the the little extra round that's that's tacked on. It sort of feels like now the extra the next two games, particularly for New Zealand and South Africa, probably are going to be about what they're not doing rather than what they are doing out in the field. Because how how big a factor is that? Was it something that was even being spoken about within the Wallabies setup last year when you were involved? Uh, no, not really. No, that that. The... Like you, you, you are out there playing. I mean, the the beauty of the New Zealand game is, is that they set themselves up to take advantage of whatever opportunities are, so so that they they're sort of they got multi threats, but they're not mm-hmm. going in saying, "Oh, well, we, we're going to de- definitely go here." But they'll they'll take the, the the ball somewhere in particular, maybe on a counter or a first phase, but they're set up to expose where the space is available to them or where maybe a weak defender might be. So, uh, so that yeah, they they're not wrapped up in 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 big first face starters or three face sequences. They're happy to see what they can create with feet and offload, with power carry, 
uh, with um, uh, kick passes, uh, with high balls. So I, I think they'll just be trying to hone that that full yeah. array of, uh, of of triple threat game. Yeah, yeah, it'd be it will be interesting to see what we get. Harry, what does what does Jacques Nibner take out of the Auckland loss for the, for the box? Is, is it one of those games where he just says, "All right, you know, we we push them, but sometimes things just don't go your way," or or will there be some things that he does lament? Yeah, so I took off my fucking hat because giving me a headache, but um, <laughs> I can think I can think better now. So um, you just cut Nibber. the top out, man. <laughs> Rafi Erasmus has said from way back that it's all about World Cups. So they didn't mind even throwing a match against Wales and starting 14 newbies in Bloemfontein, which you know devalues the ticket price. So you would you can look at that match and if you look back at it, no contesting of lineouts, um, very little uh, shown on attack, just enough to make sure that the team knew we could have won that. We have Andre Pollard, Sia Khaleesi back. Ah, we could have won yeah. that. That's the, that. That's really what they play. Uh, you, you got to slow all black ball down. You got to dominate in tackles. That's already known, but there was not really launching tackles. They didn't come hard that way. Um, and you, you've got to have a proper a loose three. And Franco Mostert will not start as uh, the blind side. Okay, no. so that all being said, uh, I think it was an important game for the All Blacks. I think the All Blacks needed a statement game. I think there were some players in that team, like Bowden Barrett, that were not uh, on form in the year. And I think it's it was cementing. So I think. For the Springboks, they learn more because now they can do what Rossi and Jacques do best. They can rip that thing, watch it 17,000 times, yes. make 62-minute videos for themselves, not for the world. <laughs> and by the way, good, all credit to Rossi when there was this stupid, ridiculous South African uh, thing of rate the ref. Yeah. He said, no, we perform worse than Reynal. Yeah. Stop it. Like, that's yeah. good. Now, Rossi's got his game face on now. You can see. Yeah. Um, but no, I think, you know, Pollard's 84% goal kicker for the last three seasons. You put that in there, suddenly the game, the, the score looks different because it was really just four tries versus four if you give Cheslin. Yep. So they can tell their locker room something that makes them believe. I think the biggest problem for your lot is, for Wallabies, is I think Eddie came in with a confidence uh, pitch. He said, we're going to believe in ourselves again. We're going to win. We're winners. I don't want people who are losers in this camp. But then he sent people like Tom Hooper out for slaughter because he didn't even let him clean rucks. They're not mm. even contesting rocks. I mean, they went from 40% of the territory to 35% territory. Mm. I didn't see people hard on the ball except for little passages. So I'm, Rory, I'm interested. What do you think a young player gets? I mean, Quade Cooper can, can interpret Eddie. Uh, James Slipper can interpret Eddie, you know, the veterans. But what about a young guy? He's 26 years old, Tom Wright. Am I countering or not? What am yeah. I doing? What, what kind of style am I playing yeah. at Brumby that was the counter man? And look, I don't, I don't. And from watching the game, I don't know that they have great, great clarity themselves at the moment. Like, they have, they have a, a new defensive coach who's never coached rugby union, hasn't played rugby union, and and, and so I mean, he's obviously working on connection and kick chase and mm. first phase. Is he also talking about you know what what is our contest policy between the fifteens? What do you do in our own twenty two? And look, I, I I saw some boy, you know, I. I saw guys having a crack, but um, I, I, di I didn't see a, a designated policy of, of how are we going to get some pressure on their ball. Mm, um, yes. Even close to our line, I, I saw Jed Holloway pull out of a contest. Like, when yeah. you're three minutes out from your line, like, for goodness sake, you, you, you've just got to go in and make a mess of it. It's, it's a, yeah. a non-negotiable. So I, I don't know that that's an area that they've 
that they've addressed with any significance of yet. So it's a huge area for potential improvement because it's mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. it, it's it's not necessarily a, a good poacher is a skill part of the game, but to just body through, that's just uh, you see a picture, you make a decision, and you and you go hard. So I, that's another part of the game where they can really improve. Yeah, is, the, is, yeah. the, is the count is the counter ruck easier to to teach and coach in a short period of time than the the jackal? Hundred percent, hundred percent. And look, we, we don't have a we don't have a lot of poachers in our team. Quality poachers, like yeah, you know, like Fraser got on the ball a few times, but he's he's quite light and and, and yeah, he, he, got he, maybe, he maybe should have earned a penalty on one where there was a side clean out, but mm -hmm. he just didn't survive over the ball. Yeah, you know, we we don't have big bodies, and, and that becomes a question. And Michael Hooper's the same about, well, do you just pick a big body at seven and, and, and not worry about it too much and put Which... more, <laughs> more emphasis on counter-rucking? Because it, it is. All you've got to do is is, is look, look for that player that's set up at an angle over the ruck or leaves a little window where mm. you can have yeah. a leg. Or There's a whole different range of, of, of ways to, to disrupt. Yeah. And Will, Will Skelton is like a counter-ruck by himself. I mean, he's, he's the entire and... counter. Yep. And and he has been excellent these last two weeks. It, it must be said. I, I, we've talked about it in, in the instant reactions. His his impact, and I think there's been plenty of people who wondered about it. But his impact in the mm. number five jersey has been everything we would hope that Will Will Skelton would be able to produce at international level. Laurie, you, you must have been impressed with what you've seen there. Yeah, no, I think he's been good, and they're they're playing him a bit of extra game time at the moment. I think to yeah. to maybe just up his up his fitness a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm not sure it'll play 60, 65 um, in the in the big games, but he's he's been good. Mate, again, it'd be not well. It'd be nice to see a bit more carry from all all of them. Really, I mean, they have, they yeah. have a little bit more possession, so you can see a big man like that carrying a bit of ball. But but I think I think he's used his shoulders well in defence. He's he's been a menace around the rucks. He's been strong uh, in more defence. He he wins a line out on the weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> True. So, so, no, I, I, I think he's been a real positive. On those reviews that you do, the six angle, five review, five angle, Laurie, do you actually go back and watch a specific player or are you looking for different facets? Uh, generally watching for different facets of the game and space. And I'll give you an example. Like for that first Argentinian try on the weekend, the Quade Cooper's defending on that right-hand side. And then all of a sudden I see him just disappear behind the ruck to go to the left-hand side. And one ruck later, they go to the right-hand side and score. And so mm. I don't know why he went over there. I, I can't see. Mm. But, and, and there may have been good reason for it. Yeah. But by getting a wider angle or an end on, I'll, I'll be obviously, why did he make that decision? Was it the right decision? Should he have stayed and defended with Nick White uh, on that right-hand side? Would that have denied a try? Yeah. Yeah. All, all fair questions. What, what, what's the immediate message from 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 coach coaches to players immediately after a loss like that, where they thought they had it won, they, they'd probably done enough to, to to win the game, and just the little the little the little last moment that just brings it undone. Well, I think they're very much about trying to maintain positivity at the moment. It would be different yeah. for every team, and and different depending upon your expectation, the time of season. It's most important that they re that they retain positivity within the team. So there'd be certainly no ranting and raving and yelling, uh, what have you. Like 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 in the end, you know, did we deserve to be that close? If if if, uh, if Marky Mark 
you know, if that, that's a 14-point turnaround right there. Yeah, true. We've been facing a 34-24 with, with with a minute to go or two minutes to go. So, yeah, the, the game's full of swings and roundabouts. You, you can't hang that. Bottom line is you're better off being more than eight points ahead with a minute to go. I guarantee you, you won't lose that game. And I think I think they'll be very they'll be very calm and cool headed. And, and the absolute key is is what do we need to do better and how are we going to do it better. Yeah, it's hard. So it's hard, Laurie. You at the Brumbies, you had um, this season at least a high tackle uh, count for a lot of the players, and and they seem game and ready even to the final in, final moments to do it. But now I just looked at the tackle counts. Bobby Bobby V has thirty three tackles. Parecki twenty nine tackles. Alatoa twenty eight. Slipper twenty five. Cooper Cooper Quay Cooper twenty tackles. Mm. Yeah. And skeleton nineteen. That's a lot of I, tackles by by I, older players, I, and it's it's difficult sometimes to keep you revved yeah. up when you're doing that, right? I, I agree. That that's a, that's a big workload uh, for all those players, and mm. I, I mean I don't think it's sustainable to play uh, week in week out with less than forty percent possession and and uh, and a similar field position. That's not a yeah, because yeah, you want Bobby V reloading to the carry, right? You, if you just tackle, yeah. tackle, tackle, but how does he carry? Like, we just got to get a balance in it, a better balance in it. Like, we didn't kick a lot on the weekend. We only kicked no, 13 times, times, I think. Yeah. yeah 13 yeah. times. So it's about, like, about a third as much from the week before. <laughs> that's that's it. But we yeah. just didn't turn, we didn't turn ball over. Didn't turn mm-hmm. ball over. And, and, and or, or the, the two times we turned it over, we turned it back within the next three seconds, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah exactly right. So, uh, so it comes down to, to, the, to those sorts of things again, I I don't know that we got any ball back on on ones that we kicked. I don't think, um, not not that I can recall. No, so not, not the kind of flooding no. your mind. No, no. You know, it's also it's also a big waste of a guy like Corobetti. If you look at the comp, the only stat that that any Australian is on the top is um, on uh, most tack- most tackles uh, clean, cl- no clean <laughs> most clean breaks yeah, yeah. tackles yeah. most clean breaks most uh, defenders beaten and meters run is Corobetti with yes. not that many carries and so you would say how can I get the ball in his hands more in a little bit of space because he seems to be untackleable right now mm. yeah uh, look and and, and you're right you got Corobetti if you play no longer Tuasi on on the other side you've got Karevi through the midfield. Like they're th- three really good carriers. Like, like we've got mm. some weapons. We've just got to find how, how to unlock all that. Rugby on the raw. As I said, I think we're going to get a lot better, mate. A lot quickly, and something will happen. It might be, yeah, it might be Rich Mwanga runs, offloads, we intercept, we take a try, and the whole team changes. Or it might be at the start of the game, we, you know, we attack the first three phases and we have to work hard to score a try. It'll be something like that will happen and the team will change because that's, that's all we are away from it. I know that's sort of a bit sort of airy-fairy, but that's what happens to teams, mate. And it happens in life, you know. Yeah, there's always something that happens that changes changes dynam- dynamics of the team. At the moment, we're a bit like here and there, and and we do some things well, and then we do it, and then we give them the ball back. And it's just not there. It's just not happening at the moment. But it will. Got to win the World Cup. The only thing I, we've come here is to win the World Cup. So we've got to be able to play a game 
that gives us an opportunity to win the World Cup. And to do that, we have to change. Because if we try to copy other teams, which maybe has been the case, then we're not going to be good enough. So that was Eddie Jones uh, talking post-match on uh, on Saturday night about how quickly things can change. It feels, Laurie, a little bit like heaven helped the Wallabies at the moment. Has it been hard for you to watch, having been involved in it so recently and, and even being being involved in Australia A just these, this last week or so? Um. It, it it is because, but again, I I appreciate that that uh, Eddie's come in and 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 he's he's trying to he, he doesn't want to come in and just um uh, as he said doesn't want to just dumb the game down and and yeah. and play a reduced version of what we've tried to do over the last few years and be competitive. He he thinks he's got a game and a style of play that can win a World Cup, uh, yeah. win a the British Lions Irish Lions series in in two years time. So he's got to he's got to stay true to that, and, yeah. and I, I can only speak from Brumby's perspective is that we do have a quite a structured game, um, uh, as as do the Waratahs, um, mm. probably Rebels and Queensland less so, but 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 he's trying to make fundamental changes to, to what guys see, how they make decisions, how they communicate, and that won't happen overnight, but it will happen over mm. a period of time. The challenge. The challenge being, though, that if you if you're trying to reinvent your attacking game, you've all got the other nuts and bolts of the game that you've got to be working out too. So, is it your tackle technique? Is it your breakdown work? Is it your tackle contest? And and uh, make sure you're devoting because, I mean, you, you, you'd probably say after the weekend that the set piece went well. You wouldn't say that the week before. No, maybe, <laughs> but, but I think our set piece will be more than competitive all the way through. But you've got to be hitting. All the key areas every week. It's a short period; yeah. you don't have a lot of time. So you, you, it's not like you've got a three months preseason to evolve your attacking game. You're, no, certainly. You're, no, you're asking quality players to be able to take uh, something that's that's reasonably new to them. It's it's rugby, but but just what you what you look at and how you get into position and how you communicate and what decisions you make <laughs> for the breakdown. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's where their teething problems lie at the moment. Yeah, yeah Laurie, it, it seemed like at the breakdown, it seemed like um, people were arriving at heights that did not make their job easy to clean. And I was looking back and trying to figure out the Rennie, you know, the differences from the Rennie era to the Jones. And the one thing that remained was uh, rock efficiency. And and I, I looked at the stats even from the two matches so far, and I thought, well, that's not that big a deal. Argentina, 97%, South Africa, 96 New Zealand, 95 Australia, 91 and That's close enough. But then I put it on... Like an old chart, as you can see. <laughs> and like, when, you, when, you, when you think about it as seven, six, five, and then one, that's a spectrum that's not acceptable. I mean, then you're yeah. really the outlier. And I think that's where you could make the most improvement in four weeks or five weeks is we're going to arrive at rock at the right time in the right order with one, two, three, green, blue, yellow, some kind of code where I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and, and look, I agree 100% with you, Harry, there. And, I mean, I'm a great believer in, in arriving early, in, uh, yeah. in, in, in particularly your outside support. Uh, if you're running through a middleman or if you, if you shift the ball early, you, you one inside the ball finds that defender early before, before it goes to ground. We spend too much of our time having to clean out as, yeah. as opposed to having <clears> taken <throat> out maybe the primary threat before it goes to ground 
and then being able to look after the ball from the inside. Uh, I, I, I think we, I think we, our philosophy uh, is around cleaning bodies out of the way, and I, I, yeah. I think it's good sides that they've beaten you to the punch. You just, I'd have a philosophy of eighty percent of the time you should kill contest, and twenty percent of the time you've got to solve problems. If you've got to solve problems eighty percent of the time, then yeah, you're in trouble. You need to make some changes, and and. Again, is I don't know who's driving that in their environment, and they, and they may think that that's a heap of bullshit. I, I don't know, but that's, <laughs> that's always been my philosophy over a long period of time. But that seems yeah. like that, that seems like work rate and proximity. Like you watch the All Blacks in the first twenty minutes, they had two guys over the ball, beyond the ball, really. I would say, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the contest was done. And then you look, the Springboks worked their way back in by having two bodies over the ball. It was just, it was just a. A arm wrestle over mm. the ball. So yeah. when I look at the Wallabies, I see people coming from greater distance. Is that because they don't know where the runner's going? Is that, I mean, I don't understand why. What's the disconnect there? Well, they've taken, they've taken the structure <clears throat> out of, out, or, or assigned shape out of their forward pods. So, mm. yeah, so, yeah, so they're, right. still, they're, they're still working in threes, but I, I think, I think potentially without a, a designated positioning. Or, or, yes. or role domination, and 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 in that tr- try and evolve the ability to of skill and decision making, um, yeah. uh, to be able to break down the defence from there. But again, I, my philosophy would be, particularly if you're playing off nine, is you've just got to win shoulders, get a couple of breaks, yeah. or kind of jam you through contact. You might just tip early, but I but I don't think you're going to confuse any defence. With anything through that area, and, I, and, yeah. and, and that sort of freedom to me would be something you do out wider. Mm. Yeah, so they're so they're not really so they're not playing in that typically, you know, one, two, three, four, five, eight pods that you see in the middle. They sit, they do seem to be a bit all over the place, don't they? That's it. You just, I think it, it involves around just just find, finding a group of three, and it, and it, uh, it's, so it's it, it's a, it's a different way of doing it. Is that it requires good comms, good decision making. Yeah, but but, but yeah. the game the game the game is about game line quick release. Yeah, and I'm not sure at the at the level we are at the moment that that it gives us that consistently. And because I reckon yeah. if you if 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 you've got good set piece, good first phase game line quick release, and then you're finding your Caribbees and your Coriabetis and people like that, you you you've got sides under pressure. Yeah, yeah. Who's the key communicator in 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 that? In that situation, where where if there isn't that shape in in defence, who needs to be the, the the key guy directing uh, blokes in yeah. front of them? Look, look, I'm I'm not certain how it works, but but I, but I would say the key guy is the is the guy that that wants the ball, and and the other yeah. guys the other guys have got to fill around him, and whether the two got whether they both fill outside, whether you fill inside outside. Um, again, I I. I yeah, I don't know any more detail around it than that. And, yeah. You know, sometimes you play to you know, all three guys, all three players are live options, so it all makes sense. Yeah, but, but you know, what what the guys would be used to is knowing who's getting the ball, which means mm. that if I know I'm getting the ball, I know, I, I know I I can run. I'm running hard. Whereas if you don't know that you're getting the ball, you tend to be a little bit more static. Yeah, Laurie, Laurie, are the are the Wallabies too quiet a team? I've been in a lot of mat- matches live recently, and Ireland would be an example of a very loud team. When I yeah. was at pitch side, you could just hear them all talking to each other. 
yeah. uh, Robbie Robbie Henshaw is screaming at uh, Hugo Keenan in the back. Uh, we know that Sexton's got a mouth on him. Um, so, <laughs> but what's, but the Wallabies to me seem like a quiet bunch, and even the leaders like Hooper, Slipper, these are not they're not screaming at anyone. No, I I agree uh, wholeheartedly that 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 we don't we don't have enough volume or intensity consistently in our communication uh, at trading. Uh, on the field in game day, I, I, I think that's, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I and I see Quade Cooper. Important. I know Cooper Quade knows where things are, but he's a, he's a Zen guy now. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I mean, so you're looking at maybe Nick White is the only one who can really, uh, you know, command people where they're going to go yeah. or something. Look, I, I know Nick's felt the pressure of that over a number of years in in his in his provincial and and uh, Wallaby environment that that. The too often he feels as though that that he's the bad guy, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that whereas it, it really is a shared responsibility. And, right. And, you know, I I I think just by by uh, demanding more of each other through our communication, that um that, that again that 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 can make an instant improvement in what you do. Yeah, yeah. He he certainly is wearing it. Why he is he was I. I mentioned on Saturday night, Harry, that I managed to compl- completely, coincidentally, inadvertently book into the Wallaby Hotel in Parramatta oh, on, on really? Saturday. And so yeah, one, right. of the first pe- one of the first people I saw on Saturday afternoon was Nick White and family. And then one of the first people I saw on Sunday morning when I went out for breakfast was Whitey again. And I just said to him, mate, it doesn't get any easier. And he's just like, oh. And, you know, we, we met in pretty much the same spot in the foyer, but yeah. the... Everything about it was was different. Yeah, you know, the, the on the Sunday it was, it, it was it was hope, it was confidence as well. But on Sunday it was just like, oh, you know, it's it's frustration and it's annoyance. Yep. Probably you'd you'd, yep. you'd you'd see that firsthand, Laurie. Oh, most definitely there. Yeah. Like, like they they yeah they they'd want to be winning games like that. They want to be they'd want to be further yeah. down the track than they thought they would be. Um, but 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 again, I. As a rugby, as as a as a sports coach, you know the things can turn around quickly. I mean, I, I, I like I like my rugby league, and I think West Tigers put seventy points on the Cowboys early in the year, didn't they? Like true, yeah, true. They look, and they don't look like they'll score seventy points for the rest of the season combined. The right no, point time, so the yeah, you're true. Gangbusters, like like, just don't read too much into one game. I, <laughs> look, like Eddie's been coaching a long time. He, yeah. he's got a he's got a fantastic record. He's got a clear idea. He's got uh, a lot of good people around him, um, and, and what he what he he'll have an unwavering belief in in what he wants to do. Yeah, and White's, a, White's a White's a strange fellow. He he got a flick of a mustache from Foster Clerk, and he he acted like he was murdered. And then Pablo Matera killed Again, him. Again, come his on, ribs we've been over this. And he actually, he, all that White had to do was stay down and and I don't know, yeah. act like he was concussed or something, and that thing yeah. changes. That that card yeah, becomes true. a card. Yeah, true, yeah, true. Yeah. Is, no, is, is Eddie is Eddie right, Laurie, when he, when he says that it it mightn't take much, it might just be one little thing that goes right, and and everything can click in, into into place. Mm-hmm. Can it be that simple? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't. It can be. I don't think it. I don't think it is with the Wallabies yeah. at the moment, to be honest. Uh, it, it can be, but but I, I think there's as I say there's a lot of change. There's there's a lot you know a lot of changing coaching personnel. So a new attack coach, new defence coach, yeah. new scrum coach, new more coach, uh, new line out coach, uh, mm. new head coach. There's a lot a lot of change there. 
Um, so again, I'm not in the environment, so I don't know how the information's coming in and 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 how that all gets shared around. But I uh, I, I think if you had a team that that were were honed in what they were doing and you had a bad day, then it, it, it can turn around in an instant. Yeah, yeah. But I I think we're we're still discovering ourselves really, and um, yeah. which is which which is not the, the, the not ideal part of where we are at the moment. Yeah. Is a is a week off after a loss like that a good or a bad thing? Well, I think you do need to recover physically and mentally. Sure. And my, my understanding is they're back in Thursday. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, you, 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 you get, you know, sort of see each other Sunday, you get three days off and then you're back in. So I do, I do think... I do think mentally, yeah, more so mentally than anything, you probably need to, mm. to um, spend some time with your families. But you know, there's a there's a lot of criticism. You know, you've only yeah. got to, if if you've got any sniff of social media. For goodness' sake, like people having a crack at Alan Alatoa, I thought he was unbelievable on Saturday night. Mm, well, he, was was he was really good, absolutely superb. His intensity in defence and sure. He got done for not roll away, and he, I'd, I'd loved him to work harder to get to his feet and get through. But he, his effort was magnificent. He's scrummaging, and, and so his turnaround from the week before. So you're going to get criticised. So you just need time away. Um, well, there's some absolute idiots on social media, and what's nice oh. for me is that from that point on, I never, I never followed them. Some guy, some Aussie, was on there saying Dave Parecki. Uh, he should be dropped yeah. because he missed a tackle. He had a tackle against a wing. At, uh, what well, he had 16, 17 tackles before that. What, one, um, a one on one tackle in the 69th minute of a against game a wing. Played, Come on, and yeah. a game that he played 78 minutes in. Yeah, and then you look at the defensive system, and Rob Leoda's pushed three or four meters in front of him on the outside. Is he is he connected? Is he looking after his inside shoulder? So you've got a mm. winger on Parecki. What you know, what's what's Leoda doing? He's defending by himself. In the next channel out, like like yeah, it's yeah. not a one person game. No, there's, exactly there's right. All, there's all sorts of things that, that link it. So, yeah. yes, he, he took Perek on the outside, but but in 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 in, a, in most defensive system, the next defender should be looking after his. Ins- and I know I know it's in the Wallaby system. Look after yeah. your inside shoulder first. You work your chain of three, but but the next guy doesn't. He worries about the man rather yeah. than the ball. Yeah. No, and I'm never that, criticizing a guy who had 29 tackles out of 30 in two matches. No, no exactly right. Were there were there a couple of positives, Laurie, that you've that you have seen out of these two performances that that Eddie can can latch onto and can build from? Well, I, I did think the turnaround in our energy from game one to game two. So so I look at that and say like like they'd, they'd be a tight group that 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 they that they can they can turn up and they can and they can invest themselves 100% physically in the game. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think the set piece, um, you know, the, some really good strategy around mauling, four-man mauling out of their end, making some big yardage yeah. out of that, I, I, I thought was very clever. Uh, I think they I think they struggled in, in the line out in the first week because they played Skelton as a non-jumper and had him behind Frost. So Frost had, he had nothing to call behind him Mm-hmm. Yes, you could have called free space in front, which you did a couple yes. of times. So I think they'll just iron a few of those out. But I think our set piece will be fine. So I'd, I'd be moving forward saying I'm not too worried about our set piece. Yeah, look, you know, we've got work to do all the time. But I think I think we'll 
We'll be good scrum wise. We'll be good line out wise. Small defence, small attack will be competitive. Um, so, so that part of the game is fine. I think we've shown seven line breaks. So, I've got the capacity yeah. to, um, to to open open a side up. Uh, we made I think we tackled at 86 percent, which is you know a lot of guys made a lot mm. of tackles, and I think there's just some fine yeah. there's some fine tuning in our system. A lot of times I see. Um, you know, centers get caught same side, or or Corey Bed is all the way across, and there's only one back out the far side. Like I think it happened, it happened in in, in one it of happened the a couple of times in Pretoria, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, the tackle and percentage and and the count was good, Laurie, but but the, yeah. where the tackles were happening is the problem. Yeah, it's, yeah. You, you're tackling yeah. 10, 15, 20 times in your own twenty-two. Something's yeah. going to break eventually. Yeah, it, it does. yeah. That's right. you give exactly away. Right. So look, I think there's a, there's a few things, and and look, whilst you, you yeah, the, the attack hasn't been great. We scored four tries on the weekend, but um, but but I don't think the attack's great. I think the the tackling is solid, but maybe the system's mm-hmm. got a few creaks in it at the moment. Um, and and they're, you know, they're all they're all fixable things. I don't take. Yeah, Lord, all, I don't yeah, take Lord, do, you, Lord, do you do one back on the bench, two or three in the bloody slow? What's the what's the right split? <laughs> it's not one. I just pick, just pick utilities. Surely you just pick. I just pick hey? If he's yeah. got utilities, you won't be <laughs> uh, more utilities. More goodness, utilities. Goodness, goodness. Liam Liam Gill. He can play nine or uh, or eight or seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, good question. He should have put good Kevin question. on the third. Kevin, he's straight well, on the thirteen. Like yeah. so, Josh Kemeny makes his makes his Wallaby debut and tackles Yako. Instant trivia question: Who yeah. was Josh Kemeny's first tackle in Test Test Rugby? Oh, Yako yeah. Piper. That was part of Johnny's. That was part of Johnny Sexton's defence. At least I didn't tackle the guy. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Uh, yeah. Laurie, you um you are now. I mean, you are only just back from from Tonga. Um, so. I, I don't think we can we can fully say that you are you have officially started your coaching retirement, but but how's no. the early planning at least looking? Uh, it's poor at the moment. I, I've got six, <laughs> weeks, I've got six weeks in the UK with the barbarians, <laughs> and then I've got three weeks in Japan. So I'm actually on the way. <laughs> for a for a retired I'm, I'm, coach, you're certainly you're doing an awful lot of coaching at the moment. I'm just keep pulling you back in. <laughs> yeah. So you're actually you're actually re- retiring from full time coaching, so you can keep consulting. Is that right? That's it. That's it. So I can keep <laughs> the involvement in. So I can get them. I can sleep in, sleep in in the morning, and that's then, it. then now coach, you're talking. I, I can I can coach, and uh, now we can now we can actually see the real reasons. And I've got to say, <laughs> well played. That's 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 smart thinking. That's very good. Yeah, uh, are yeah. are you looking forward to slowing down at the very least? I oh, definitely yeah, but. I, I am looking forward to slowing down. I'm, I'm looking forward um, to, to keeping a strong involvement in the game in a coaching or mentoring capacity, uh, but not but but being all care and no responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> and lots of family holidays in which you have probably your family's arranged in pods and they have to hit the breakdown <laughs> just right. That's it. That's it. Absolutely right. 
Really. Oh, fantastic, cool. fantastic! Look, Laurie, it's it's been it's been wonderful to talk to you. It really, it really has. Uh, we really appreciate you you coming on. You you have come on at late notice. We had a we had a last uh, a last ditch pullout uh, today. So, thanks so much for being available for us. It's been great to get into some real nitty gritty about what's going on at the yes. moment and to have your insights particularly. So we just we thank you so much for uh, for being available for us today. I've enjoyed the conversation with two great rugby men. So uh, it's been a real pleasure. Cheers, Laurie. I was great. To, I'm, I'm I'm grateful to get out of the squad and in, into the game day. So it's a uh, uh, real honour. The roar. Harry, fantastic to have Laurie Fisher. We we have have genuinely had him on the list for well over twelve months. Uh, great to finally have him on, and we we won't be waiting twelve months before we get him back. Yeah, you already know him, but you know I've never met him, and it's funny about you know we've had a lot of famous guys, top guys on this on the spot and women and uh and you don't know how they're going to be he's exactly how i imagined he'd be like yeah. he's really technical yeah. really nitty-gritty yeah. i love that he can get in and really understand some stuff like i think you know i know that my question about being too quiet sounded a little bit silly but i think there's something to that he immediately latched yeah. on and i think that you know those are the little things in coaching that he's probably genius at is how yeah. do i communicate to this guy differently from this guy yeah yeah what what i love what i love about uh, listening, talking to and listening to Laurie talk to other people is that he works out the level that he needs to speak to very, mm. very quickly. So mm. you can slot him in front of TV cameras for news grabs and he'll say exactly what he needs to say for that. You can sit him down with people who know exactly what's going on at the bottom of a breakdown and he can absolutely go there. Yes. And it's, yes. it's like the the he has genuinely forgotten more about rugby than so many of us will ever remember um, and it's mm. just a just an absolute treat to to bring him on and and uh and, and share some of his expertise and his insights um, to our listeners uh a few little results over the last couple of days it hasn't been it wasn't a great start to the weekend um for the australian setup australia i lost their uh, their one-off game to Tonga in uh, Nukualofa, um, 27-24, I think that was. Tonga, it was 24-0, mm. three and a half yeah. time, something like that. It was just a, a phenomenal. And look, Tonga all of a sudden, with the eligibility rules working in their favour, and, and Tono Kefu, the Tongan coach, has said, I don't think I've ever assembled a stronger group of Tongan players. And they've now won, I think, their last three or four games. and. They their trajectory is heading in a really good place right now. Jeez, what a backline too! That backline is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean they are. Yeah. that's the best players in every league they played in. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It must just be it must just be an absolute joy for him uh, to to be to be coaching a team like that and some big boppers up front too. Um, the Australian under twenties had a big win over uh, over Wales to conclude their. Under twenties World Championship campaign in South Africa, so did France over Ireland to, to French wrap the whole thing like, up. I yeah, couldn't that, believe that scoreline. Under twenty looked like under thirty-five or something. They looked like men. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, no, quite, uh, quite, quite a thumping in the in the end. It was. Um, in the- but uh, shout out to the Irish. The Irish suffered some really tough things in South Africa. They yeah. uh, had some tragedies, and they were uh, a credit to their nation. They looked smart too. I think their under twenty uniform should have been. The uniform they use for the World Cup, brilliant. There you go. Well, and that's mm. a little prelude to 
a little bit more of Jersey chat in just a moment. <laughs> um, the All Black 15 uh, beat Japan in in Japan uh, on Saturday night. It was um, actually around about the same time as the uh, the Wallabies Argentina game. Um, 41-27 that uh, that game was. Billy Proctor scored four tries inside 51 minutes. So that's a decent night out for him, isn't it? Yeah, he's a strong kid. Pretty, pretty good going. Um, a little bit of news um, over the last seven days. As we recorded last week, the United Rugby Championship announced that 12 months on from uh, setting a previous record of over 34.6 million viewers, the URC 2022-23 edition had a cumulative total of 37.4 million people tune in, including five rounds where the audience was more than nice. 2 million. Uh, and 12 rounds where it was above one and a half. The playoffs had 4 million viewers, um, and I think Leinster and Munster's viewing in the semi-final had something like 860,000 viewers as well. So that was the, the, the standalone game. Uh, and very so smart. Grand- they, they, made a, they made an app in which you can download it and watch every single match on that app if you're within the correct uh, zone, and yep. that is genius, and that's what they need to follow in Super Rugby Pacific. Yeah, that's absolutely a, uh, a, a so many things that the URC is doing very very well now. The, uh, the 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 new Super Rugby Commission, when it finally comes in, just needs to find that playbook and just hit Control C. Realistically, mm-hmm. just just copy the whole thing. The next year's edition of the URC will supposedly start on the same weekend as the Rugby World Cup semi-finals, um, if I've got those dates right. And I did note that. Um, some wags have suggested that, that that at least means that the Irish teams will be back at full strength. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm here, I'm here for that sort of black humour. That's that's good. That's deep. Uh, a bit of a blow for Scotland's World Cup campaign. Stuart Hogg has announced his immediate retirement. Um, he said his body's just not up to it, despite his best efforts to get ready. Uh, played his 100th test this year. Um, has made and made history as Scotland's uh, record try scorer with, with 27, 25 tries as well. Uh, Fran Stain this week also announced his retirement and just mm. said the same sort of thing. Hasn't been able to overcome the knee injury that has kept him out of the game. Some absolutely mad stats that I've seen this week about Francois Stain. Uh, Jared Wright was responsible for a couple of them. He said he played 78 tests, 165 points, 11 tries, Plenty of stupid long drop goals in there. He won uh, a Challenge Cup, two Curry Cups, two Rugby Championships, two Rugby World Cups, a Lions Series. He was the youngest player to win a Rugby World Cup, the 21st to win two, the second Bok to win two World Cups. Uh, Austin Rout was the first. And then get this, in his first Rugby World Cup, he beat Andy Farrell in 2007, in 2019, (laughs) Oh, <laughs> that's great. How's, how's that? Um, and then I, I, saw a, this from, I saw this from... Had a great Optistats win loss well. against the All Blacks too. I don't know if you know he that. He did. But, he did. Yeah. From from Optostats, they said he played in 17 Rugby World Cup matches, did not lose a game. Yeah. It's, it's, the, the, most, it's the most number of games of, of anyone who's won every every game of the World Cup. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Johnny Sexton, we've referenced a couple of times. Um, Talk me through this. He's been suspended for three games that are coincidentally Ireland's three World Cup games. He won't miss mm. a world any any World mm. Cup pool matches. This feels like a classic case of world rugby being seen to be doing something. Yeah, let's take this from a sort of 
justice basis, right? We always, the, the old adage of justice is blind. You're supposed to forget who's who and just take yourself through it. So the issue is about bringing the game into disrepute. That's the mm. overarching subject we're supposed to be talking about. And so one way you can do that is you can um, publish errors of a referee in a video. There's a, what you can say that someone, <laughs> that it was cooked. You can say right in the, right, right after you can have a press conference, you say, ah, you know, it, the, it was 16 against 15, whatever. Yeah, we, we've yeah. seen those examples. Now you have, but, but we, we also get faulted sometimes for saying that. And then that brings out other people who will threaten a referee like Wayne Barnes was threatened. So that's, that's, that's secondary and even tertiary. Yeah. I say something which cre creates a firestorm. Here we have a person actually following a referee on the yeah. field. Yeah. And it, it's and from the actual report, you can see that there was a following aspect to it, accompanied by his son. And then there's foul words and it's threatening. All credit to the officiating crew. It sounds like they did everything they could to de-escalate that. Yes. Jaco Piper literally is making no complaint. He's not complaining about anything. You just walk away, walk away, walk away. I think there's something about the penalty that seems a little bit worked out. Like there was a lot of backroom deals. If we gave you this, would you say I did it? And then, and so in the end, the mitigation came around where Johnny Sexton said, I'm sorry for doing something, not necessarily that thing, but something different. Yeah, and then that's mitigation. I'm, I'm sorry to someone else yeah. for doing something that may or may, may not right. may or may not be related to what I actually did. Yes, I'm officially moving on, and I'll I'll joke about it, but I'm not going to like belabor it. I'm just saying that is why some people don't take this thing, this judiciary thing, very seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's a that's a good that's a good that's a good take. That's a good take. Uh, Ireland did release their Rugby World Cup kit last Thursday, and. It was two underwhelming reviews, I must say. Uh, my favourite references have involved Listerine and the Spearmint Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's funny. I'm sorry, Ireland. I love you guys. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, Chile uh, unveiled their Rugby World Cup strip over the weekend, and it is magnificent. White it is splashes of red and blue. Looks absolutely fantastic. And then we've seen we have seen officially Fiji's away strip with the black and red but now we see it's paired with red shorts and that that whole kit just goes to a new level doesn't it just absolutely rugby, phenomenal. rugby so, porn it's ridiculous it is ridiculous um i think we said i think you said last week that it, this could be the best world cup for for playing gear yeah and they seem to be having sort of lanes you have sort of the the old throwback you know i've got the bach jersey now which i got in in the in Johannesburg, and it's just a very classic interpretation. Then you have more what I'll call the super trendy, like lightweight stuff. And then you have yeah. some of these just art, like people are just yeah. putting out some art in the field. I cannot wait. Now, now let me let me say this: we the the New Zealand jersey copped an absolute caning. I actually saw one in the pub in Parramatta before I got to Conway Stadium, and I've got to say, actually looks better in real life. Is it okay? The, the whole. Um, the whole fern motif that was very yeah. prominent in the in the in the images, you realize he's actually very subtle and deep and it's not like it's not gray lines on a black jersey. It's like it's embossed black. So you've really got to mm. have the light in the right spot to see it. So it does look better in the flash. Yeah. So that's and the more that's I've, worth knowing. The, the more I've seen the wallaby jersey, the more I like the color. And but I think there's yeah. only one downside. I think the referees see it very well as well. So if you're in <laughs> some kind of breakdown, <laughs> you break down, you're like, oh, it was the yeah. moment you did it. <laughs> if you if you if you bump 
an opposition player into another mate <laughs> and he flies off another three metres forward, you kind of see the pinball effect, don't you? I'm thinking of a jersey well design, it's camouflage and like the re- it's like <laughs> invisible to the referee. <laughs> like the McCaw jersey. That's it. That's it. Well, I mean, maybe it's the referee's jersey because Josh Kemeny did not see Yako Piper on the weekend, did he? But, mate, that is us done, I think, for this episode 71 of the Raw Rugby Podcast, powered by ASICS. Don't forget, Harry and I are both on the socials, uh, at BMC Sport for me, at Harry Baldy Jones uh, for Harry. That's on uh, Twitter, Insta, and Threads, uh, at a nine to me, and you'll find me on Instagram threads. Um, ratings and reviews flooding in. Uh, we thank you all for them. If you can leave one on your pod platform, please do. Uh, we will read them out. We read them out whenever they, they drop in, so keep leaving them there. Um, and please do like, follow, subscribe uh, on your pod platform of choice as well and make sure that you see every new episode as they go live, particularly as we're doing instant reactions. There'll be more of those through the World Cup as well. So uh, do hit that subscribe button if you can. Uh, it's the Raw Rugby Podcast with me, Brett McKay and Harry Jones, every week on the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, the home of all your favourite international rugby analysis, opinions and conversations. Don't forget to check out the Raw's greatest ever, Wallabies Rugby World Cup 15 on the site and the shortlisting pod on your favourite platform as well. All thanks to ASICS, the official performance apparel and footwear partner of the Wallabies. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in your ears next week. Come play with us.